ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Ray Free Professional Wrestling. We hope you had a happy Halloween, and I am joined by two very special guest co-hosts. First, he has been going up and down the coast of England, trying to campaign to be the Prime Minister of Great Britain. He is Sir <laughs> David the Smart Mark, and my second co-host from the Windy City. You may saw him a few weeks ago at F1 America as he was spinning around in one of his cars as everybody else is right by him he's jake from the windy city <laughs> lovely intro my friend great intro great intro and uh f the tories as well <laughs> <laughs> and yes i'm everybody's favorite count i'm count studying i'm just here waiting for jenna coleman to call me what an awkward start now uh, already of <laughs> the best no no, no. I, I thought it was lovely I thought it was one of his better ones jake yeah that's one of your better ones okay i'll, I'll give that to you <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen Let's go ahead and go right to the Sunny Six Questions because we got oh so much to talk about this week. It's time for the Sunny Six Questions. All the whys and what have they done now? And ladies and gentlemen, our very first stunning question of the week. What were your thoughts on this past Halloween habit from mm. NXT? Guys, did you watch it? I, I watched uh, drips and bits of it. Uh, it, it was kind of what I expected. Pretty much expected that Braun Breaker uh, was going to get uh, was going to defeat Ilya Dragunov uh, and uh, JD McDonough, unfortunately. Uh, kind of like a decent uh, outing on that, uh, but yeah, overall it was not too bad of a show. Like you know, it was like what I kind of like about these NXT shows. It's like it's it's uh, it's a simple watch, uh, just to lay back, uh, and then uh, it's not too long. So yeah, overall it was not too bad. And David, how about the you? Content, the content was okay. The booking never ceases to bemuse me um, in the quality of the wrestler. And it's plainly obvious the way that the NXT booking is going to go. The only question was whether they're making the step of having Bron Breaker hand over the NXT title and go up onto the main roster. And obviously that's not yet. He was all right. But it, I couldn't get... I, I, I can't motivate myself over NXT, even allowing for the fact it's in better hands at the moment. And Nathan Fraser didn't win, so I'd lost interest after that. Well, speaking of Nathan Fraser, if you didn't see the ladder match, you should go back and check that one out in the main event. Everything in the middle was kind of okay, but those were the two highlight matches of the night. Now, the ladder match was not the greatest ladder match in the history of NXT. That's still the one in New Orleans. And, oh my God, why did they put Bond Forehead in that match? Because that dude was an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But there's a lot of that at the moment in um, both NXT and AEW. Now, one other thing coming out of NXT Halloween Habit was the fact that Mandy Rose defeated Alba Fire to retain her title as she's going on to one-year NXT Women's Title Run. Now, we want to send out our sincere condolences to Mandy Rose because she lost her one of her older brothers a few weeks ago. So... I want to firstly apologize because I have been really hard on Manny Rose because I wasn't sure she was the person to have this title. But if this brings her any kind of joy having the title, I'm all for it. And I'm here to see her do well from now on. Good luck with that, man. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so another thing that came out of the episode after NXT Halloween Habit was the fact that J.D. Dunn apparently has written off Ilya Granov. Where's Ilya going? pretty good question how like you know how he's written off and hopefully yeah i mean i mean you know it's it's, it's kind of like the some of the pro this problems about nx about nxt right now is that uh um you're, you're not sure you're not sure like you know where where things go from here but uh hopefully Ilya Dragunov uh will you know still have a sense of still being around and still looking strong uh stronger over this but uh yeah i mean uh kind of had on a little bit of the deep end out of this <laughs> I, I tell you where i wouldn't be at all surprised lads is see him appear for a rematch with Gunther because you've got the history there, but a lot of that main audience won't have seen it. Um, mm. and for us, it's going to be a rehash of a rehash of a rehash, but still better than the majority of the product that's been given to us. For a lot of that audience, it will be a, a new matchup. And let's face it, if those two get together, it is going to be magic. In the SmackDown, in the SmackDown brand, I mean, it'll be pretty good too. <laughs> Well, that's where I'm hoping we'll see Dragunov. I'm hoping it's not an injury that got him written off. I'm hoping they're deciding, like, hey, let's go ahead and move this guy on to the, like, the main roster. Because his style, you don't know how long Dragunov is going to be wrestling at this level. Mm -hmm. No, that, that, that's the, that's great point, Sean. Yeah, it's his style that's against it. But you look how someone like AJ, shall we say, has toned his style down. Just tweaked it a little bit. 
so he can go longer because he's, he, he, he couldn't wrestle like he did in PWG or TNA, etc. But, you know, he killed himself. David, he gets give me an idea for an ideal dream match. It's to be AJ Styles versus Dragunov. I want to see that match. Yeah, it'd be a great way for him to be introduced because they would have one hell of a match together. They potentially could have one hell of a program together too, so. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Or hey, how about Zami Zayn versus Dragunov? That could be a kind of interesting match as well. Only if he comes in as El Generico. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see El Generico. That'd be much better, I'd yeah. I'd love to yeah. see just for one night. Generico versus Dragunov. <laughs> I'd love to see the Kevin Owens show just for one night and Sami Zayn and... and and, and almost be a rib on Owens. Owens doesn't know and comes out as El Generico. Um, just to see Owens' face. But I'm, I'm digressing, sorry. Okay, guys, let's go over to our second setting question of the week. Apparently, AEW's investigation into Brawl Out has come to a close. As this past week, we saw a video showing the elite being kind of fed snapped out of all elite wrestling. So, according to Dave Meltzer, while AEW was in Virginia this past week, the Elite team was actually behind the stage there. They were there at Dynamite, and it looks like they're going to be heading back to the show probably around full gear. On the other hand here, we still haven't seen much from the camp of Punk, and the rumors going around now is the buyout is being tried to work out, and the hanging point was a release clause because there's a rumor maybe he'll go back to WWE. So where do you see CM Punk in about this time next year? You know, without knowing the dollar figures involved, um, I could see Punk being a very stubborn uh, SOB and not signing any buyout he doesn't agree with. Um, he'll probably sit at home and get paid for the length of his for the length of his deal just to prove a point. And you know, since I have the luxury of playing the hypothetical game, um, you know, if he if he truly doesn't, you know, seeing that there might be like a uh, like a a cordial solution to this. Um, you know, if I was Tony Khan, I, I still have the chance to talk to him. But if uh, if, if it ends up being in a, in a roadblock and uh, there might be no solution to this, um, I'll be fine just to let him go. But you know, you know, just thinking about this, it's it's such a sad situation. Seeing how much uh, you know AEW was at a high when he you know when he first came when he first debuted at the United Center, and you know I was there that night. It's such a high for AEW during um, that time, and probably one of their their greatest moments in history. And and if this is the end for him in this business, uh, you know, it's a sad way to go out because it's been one hell of a run this past year. You know, great feuds with, you know, Eddie Kingston, MJF, you know, all the hangman stuff where you can see it how it is. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty unfortunate. And, you know, um, Dave mentioned the Observer that uh, they're still still looking to, uh, you know, the investigation has ended and they're still in talks over over a buyout. And, you know, it's well, unfortunately, they did not mention that. Uh, well, he's still he's still recovering from a torn triceps. You know, not even one mention of that. And it's it's so funny because like in 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 the AEW side of things, like uh, yeah, it's it's been complete silence. Uh, we all we all had to rely on on the reporters on this, um, or it's on on John Pollock and Dave Meltzer's end of things. Um, it doesn't look like it's gonna enhance in in, in a in a le in legal ra uh, ramifications. But here's the thing: like, are there going to be NDAs involved? Probably. But I, you know, knowing Punk, I mean, I don't, I don't see him, I don't see him signing like a non-disparagement agreement. Uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's very open, and then famously known for the way he left WWE uh, back in 2014. So we'll just see how it goes from here. But uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a sad situation all around. And then you know, the Bucks and and Hangman, they're not at fault of this too. Like you know, they, you know, they, you know, funny enough, like. At times, like, you know, the box, they can be people that can rub people the wrong way, uh, you know, human beings and the way they go about their things. But uh, it's, yeah, just, it's, I mean, ho hopefully this is a, a chance for Tony Khan to, you know, regain and take more control of it, take more control of his company and then, and have them sit down if they have any issues and, and just not let, like, you know, personal ego just get in the way and all things. You're so nice. You really are so nice. Right, let's get to the nitty gritty. Investigation, sure. my ass. Has there been an investigation <laughs> take place? Sure. <laughs> um, Sean's just said it. That the elite were backstage. Tony's mates for the elite. Punk was at pole. Let's let's not. I'm a punk fan. I love punk, and I'll back punk till I die. Punk was at pole because he shouldn't have laid hands. He shouldn't have actually fought. You've lost the moral high ground. He had the moral high ground. He lost it with a scrap. So he, he's gone. He's not coming back. He'll, he'll, like you said, he's a stubborn SOB. Jake, 
he'll dig in. He's been paid an inordinate amount of money to sit on his bum, write his comic books, look at AJ, walk his dog. Why wouldn't he? And and, and get better, as you said, because he has. He's still got the torn bicep. Whereas the books are so far... They're, they're so... You know, they're smart. They're, they're politicians. They're not like... They're, they're everything that punk isn't. The interesting fact for me is whether um, he goes to WWE eventually from this. Because he he's proven he's still got it in the ring. Um, and obviously, Hunter now is not stupid. Whatever his personal feelings with him and Mr. Brooks are, Hunter is not stupid. He knows if he gets punk after the 90-day complete clause, he could royally, royally ruin AEW and Reigns. Because let's face it, at the moment, lads, overall, the AEW product... It's not what it was while Punk was in it. It really isn't. It really misses him. Like him or not, he put eyes on the product. He put bums on seats. There is no questioning that. And with the fact that people like Meltzer and Tony, the great lover, is, is dwindling a bit at the moment, with, with Meltzer having the temerity to criticise Tony over the last couple of weeks. You know, AEW is imploding, and it's still imploding. No matter what, it will be interesting to see the reaction when the books come back. I think Sean's bang on. I think it will be at full gear. I think that they will reappear. Um, and that, because that's a big insult to Punk. That will be a huge insult to Punk. But remember, the, remember back in the pipe bomb when he said that, oh, you know, the WWE is going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter or by a Vince's idiotic daughter yeah, and his stupid son in law. <laughs> And his yeah. doofus son-in-law, and you know, turned out that you know WWE is uh, is doing good. So well, maybe WWE certainly we're all agreed it's better for having Hunter at the house. There's no two yeah. ways about it. Um, yeah, so I think Punk is eating his should be eating his words there uh, after that. <laughs> yeah, but this probably. is the hell freezing over. If, if, if you know, if, if, if you want it, let's face it, Punk doesn't have to work yet. You know, he's he's, he's financially secure. Um, I mean, he has a couple of jobs already. I mean, you know, and he's yeah. he's he's an MMA yeah. commentator. Uh, he's um, doing some acting gigs. So AEW overall is so. I mean, there's there's been no investigation. There's nothing to investigate sure. really. Um, and and it was always going to be what we're seeing. You know, it always was the NDA clause. I think is an interesting one that you brought up because I don't think Punk will sign that. That and Tony loves an NDA clause. The thing with me and Puck is he's coming off two injuries back to back. I wonder if we've just seen the last of him in rain for a good long while. <coughs> I mean, I can see, like Jake says, I can see Puck going like, you know what? I'm gonna let Tony pay me every cent he owes me, and I'll stay in Chicago and heal up. And we could might see CM Punk in three years in WWE, but it needs to be a limited run because I feel like if he gets injured again, that might be it for him in wrestling, like in ring wrestling. I, I can't see him like like if he does come back to wrestling, I can't see him having a a lengthy run as a world heavyweight champion uh, anymore. I mean, you're seeing there, and then how how many times like he got put in the sidelines and how much he got stripped, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't see him do like a maybe like a full time run. Just to just mess up his body, in my opinion. Yeah, no, uh, I I agree with a lot of that. But let's face it, the ninety day clause will cover his healing process, won't it? So here's uh, here's the thing I want to ask you guys because I I just saw um, a tweet from John Pollock a couple of days ago, and then he, and he was asking um, uh, the listeners and the folks uh, and and the fans out there like if you had like a Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame ballot, uh, would you vote? Uh, for CM Punk, and I can see arguments on on both sides. That uh, y- yeah, he was the the draw for AEW, but and but here's the thing though, like if you remember, like not a lot of people will remember this because it's since um it's since been um a generation removed. But Shawn Michaels had a hell of a time trying to make it to the Hall of Fame, uh, and which might sound uh ludicrous today, yeah, sound ludicrous today, but you know the big factor was all the backstage problems that he. You know, he caused and and then the attitude that he put yeah, up back in the day. Warrior in there, Punk just certainly deserves to go in. Irrelevant of backstage shenanigans. Simple for mm-hmm. me. Simple. Yes, he goes in. I do. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Despite all the all the flaws that uh, that were put in there, so I've been a fan of him since FIP. So um, I can't really. I'm not. I'm not losing that. I, I know 
he's a very very difficult individual to get to get on with um and in fact meeting him for the first time it, it was like it was a little bit oh don't meet your heroes um and it really was he was rude to be honest he was rude as but it still didn't stop me loving the character loving the in-ring personality loving his ability and i still do so yeah he goes in for me I think you have to put him into the Hall of Fame just for the fact that his fan of his career from ROH to WWE to the, the year we had with him in AEW. And like the six to eight months of that year in AEW was one of his best runs. So, yeah, I would put him in the Hall of Fame. And he also had like a lengthy uh, run at the top, uh, you know, among the top in the WWE system, you know, as as the champion for over 400 days. So, yeah, that could put him as a topic. Uh, contender right there so that's all i have to ask exactly you can put the wrestler into the hall of fame while not totally liking the person behind the wrestler yeah okay guys standing question number three we saw the fano snap video that re-debuted the elite this past week on all elite wrestling what were your <laughs> thoughts about this interesting video you first david <laughs> okay that's right honestly oh shit they're coming back that was the reaction i got i don't want to see him for the very reasons we've just, we've just discussed, I, how I still cannot get my head round in this crazy world of professional wrestling that we love, the real life and the character side of it, that Adam Page has got away from this scot free. I, I, mm-hmm. I still, it just baffles me. Um, in any other world, in any normal world, he would have been one of the first to be disciplined. Yes, don't know. I'm not looking forward to it at all. I don't mind the books. I don't mind Kenny when they're actually being serious wrestlers, which is probably more more frequent in Kenny's case than the books. Um, I don't like what the books do backstage. I think they're huge, huge politicians. But it was my reaction to it was, oh, Christ, they're coming back. And it all ties in with the investigation being con- concluded and what have you. And Tony can't wait to get his little darlings back on television i I agree with you there david Uh, i feel like a lot of people are letting hangman adam page off too easy with this Uh, i didn't notice anything until he brought up that weird promo that he had with punk before double or nothing uh i can remember something just fell off about him disrespecting (laughs) punk and then you know it looking stupid at the end of the dynamite for a big fight i mean and i also don't understand how the rumors of you know colt cabana were not shut down immediately if (laughs) if that was if that was the, the the basis of this too and if anything's gonna wind fill up it's gonna be that mm-hmm. as to regards to the promo yeah i mean uh, it might be not be too long uh maybe at full gear they'll they'll have an appearance but it'll be interesting to see uh what the reaction will be like for them i i do think they they will get uh, they will get a positive reaction uh but uh in, in my opinion but uh yeah it'll be cur- i'm curious to see uh, how they'll be uh, received going forward out in the thing is, if they get heat when they come out, they're only going to embrace it, and and it'll just go. All right, we'll get the heel persona. Sense. Yeah, we'll get the heel persona. What they actually need is people, which they ain't going to get, is people saying, "No, I just don't want to see you. I want you to fuck off. I want, excuse me, John. I want CM Punk. Cause I'm getting rolled here. I'm getting angry again. Um, because it does. It, it, it. I I think it's a shame. I can't see CM Punk on wrestling television every week anymore, which is what I used to love and both in any company, wherever he was. And and at the moment, it's because of that. And, and here's my thing. Like, this is one of the reasons why I think active talent should not be holding backstage roles yeah. at the same time, in my opinion. Yeah. And, like, from the beginning, like, I've, I've had my concerns. Since when AEW started, I had my concerns about uh, Cody, uh, Kenny, and the Bucks having EVP titles. Uh, because that that could lead to some various issues, and you know we see it culminate to somewhat to this. So I, I you look I said, at I, early yeah. doors, how much crap Cody got. I'd bring Cody back yeah. tomorrow. I'll, I'll yeah. eat humble pie all day long. Bring back Cody Rhodes because at least he knows how a wrestling company should be run backstage, whether it's good or bad. I mean, he released. Um, uh, I think he replied on a tweet um, yeah, that uh, someone good. that someone uh, uh, talked talked to him about that. Hey, he didn't leave because of you know the Bucks and and uh, CM Punk. I mean, who who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, he is he is the type. He's the more the type of political person. He's not gonna. He he likes to keep it uh, very cordial and don't want to burn any bridges. So uh, so uh, props to him on that. So, but yeah, I mean, we saw some of the issues. Um, 
backstage regarding you, you know some some concerns about that with uh, regarding Cody. But uh, and you know what happened at, at All Out. I mean, this brought this really brings up this issue again uh, here. Honestly, when I saw this video, I was going like, man, they're kind of poking the bear here. It's like, look at us. You take us out of All Elite Wrestling, what do you have? AW. So it's gonna be interesting to see if they return at full gear because that's in New York. I'm waiting for them to go back to Chicago. The first time they go to Chicago, <laughs> that reaction, I'm buying the pay-per-view yes. just for that reaction. Yeah, good point. Great point. I mean, they you know, they are coming back here at Thanksgiving, so uh, uh, at Thanksgiving a week uh, here uh, on the Wednesday, the night before, so it'll be pretty interesting to see. Uh, and I just bought them tickets to that, so pretty interesting what will happen there. <laughs> oh, no. Jealous! <laughs> okay, gentlemen, study question number four. Last week on NXT TV, we saw the debut of The Rock's daughter. She's going by the name Ava Rain, and she's the newest member of the schism. Gentlemen, what do you think about her being grouped with these three guys? We'll just have to wait and see. But um, it, I, I thought I thought uh, she did decent <laughs> last week uh, when she first showed up uh, last week. Um, at, at first, when I saw the name, uh, I was really down on it. And uh, man, why can't you just? I, mean, I always say it like, why can't you just uh, be herself? Yeah. And you know, said the same thing about Charlotte uh, when she first came into the company. Who knows? Like you know, um. I, I did see uh, see uh, some uh, reports that uh, she's been uh, well liked uh, backstage. I mean, she's been training a lot. So, and then you know, obviously Dwayne has been helping her uh, a lot as well in her training. So, be curious to see uh, how she will fare in the actual WWE system these days uh, going forward, especially in NXT. Yeah, that's going to be the thing, isn't it? She's, there's no doubt it's in the genes. She's what the uh, in eighty eighth generation superstar or whatever. Um, she's going to be well trained. She's going to be well drilled. High hopes that it's, it'll just be whether the the E and, and and I don't think the E dare muck her up in this case. Um, and to be fair, whilst the schism is the schism is the schism, um, you've got some talent in there that can help her in ring. Um, mm-hmm. James Drake, um, you know, is particularly a good in ring performer. You know, there is some, some ability. She's in and around. She's not been put in with, like, three three or four people that are going to get her or going to give her bad advice. That, that's the saving grace for me. But as Jake said, right at the start of that, obviously it's wait and see. Exactly. Now, you got to see the level of trust they have for these three gentlemen and Gacy and Drake by simply having the Rock's daughter pair with them because they wouldn't give the Rock daughter to anybody unless they thought they were the best. Great point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like the three gentlemen that she's with are going to help her, especially with promos, because each one of them by themselves are pretty good. Yeah, I, I just love to hear the Rock daughter with a Scouse accent very soon. <laughs> That's good. And I'm kind of happy they've gone away from actually trying to use the real name for Rock's daughter. Because if you remember Rocky Mighty Bee's debut, it was good for a while, then everybody started going, Rocky, die, die, Rocky. So I'm kind of happy they. came out in yellow braces, Sean. That's all you need to know. It wasn't the name, it was the yellow braces. Oh, yeah. And the hairstyle, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the hairstyle, too. It wasn't. You could be the best. I mean, unfortunately, you know his talent shone through. But um, yeah, it wasn't the best of starts, was it? Yeah. I mean, um, an, another example when uh, when Austin first came to the company as the ringmaster, uh, yeah. and then uh, he was like, uh, and then he had Ted Ted DiBiase as his mouthpiece and didn't really uh, separate his full chops uh, in the ring and and in the mic. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen a lot of examples like this before, so. Okay, gentlemen, we're going on to standing question number five. As on this last week's episode of TV, we kind of saw a quote-unquote babyface MJF through the whole show. So is MJF being a babyface? Are we going down this road, or is the devil going to fool all his followers? Oh, man. Uh, Look, last week was a pretty good episode of Dynamite, but I, I just think that the whole firm... And them turning, well, quote-unquote, turning on MJF is just a huge distraction to what's supposed to be the build for uh, for, for Max and Mox. I mean, it, it, the the build for this program and the match at full gear just apps. It's 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 just not good so far. Uh, it, it When that's supposed to be the focus, that's supposed to be, you know, the program you're supposed to um, get people to, uh, to try to convince people to buy pay-per-views for. It, it, it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they're they're just doing this right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, 
it, it really sucked to be honest. So, and you know, MJF is a natural heel, and this tweener crap is just not doing it right now uh, for me. But, but yeah, and you know, another worry is that this could be uh, an entire swerve uh, from, yeah, from from yeah from MJF. But you know, the thing is, is that we've seen a lot of those lately. Lately, and you know, over the past year, in you know, the past couple of years, and if this is going to be another example of it, then sure, it, it it'll probably work. But you know, I think I'm pretty sure it will be a swerve. But to me, we've seen a lot of this. We've seen way too many of this in my yeah, opinion. I, I agree. It is a swerve. It's got to be. It has got to be because if they're turning him, then they 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 are just stupid. There's no other sure. word for it there. And another th- another thing, you, you talked about this, and think on guys, right? As that promo started, as that section started, who did you have interviewing MJF called him out? Renee Paquette. Right. Really, would the wife of someone, heel, babyface, history, or whatever, would she be interviewing the, the bloke that's about to attempt to knock seven bells out of her husband in an upcoming pay-per-view? You just wouldn't do it. It's irrelevant of Renee's talent and real. Although I have to say, Renee has been disappointing for me since she's been in the company. She's still in WWE mode. She needs to relax more. She needs to, you know, she needs to chill out a little bit. Um, she's she's quite, she's doing her ring announce, uh, doing her backstage stuff and her front stage stuff in a WWE style. Admittedly, it's still better than anyone else that the company have got. But she is still doing that, and for me, it doesn't work. Like, like, what do you mean WWE style? Is it in terms of her delivery or asking questions, yeah. or the delivering the, the style of questioning, the style of questions, the, the the bit with Soraya on Dynamite made me cringe. Oh, mate, I've not seen you in eight. Oh, yeah, why? Oh, look, here comes Brit. Well, we don't like it. It's just like who talks like who? Jake, <laughs> like you know, you know, and and it's just. That was one thing that AEW did a bit better than the WWE for me, is that they tried to make it a little bit more realist, you know, a little bit more realism in it. Anyway, that's just a minor quibble. The MJF private, MJF could come and take a dump in the ring and be good. He really could. But I agree with you, Jake. If they're turning into full, full-blown swerve, no. I'd sooner see it be a, a, a bait and switch for full gear and not right. a full... A full I know your point is valid. Your point is totally, totally on You know, totally there. They've done enough of it, but they cannot turn MJF babyface. They just can't. You know, this stuff where's Not- my worshippers back? Uh, you know, and 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 naming what what town were they? And he named the town so many times in his promo. He mentioned it. Um, and no, it yeah, just, they're, yeah, Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, uh, yeah, last week. Sorry, so yeah, mean. okay. Yeah, but um, now obviously there might might comes we get to full gear. There's a reason for this. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, I nearly got you, and now I'm going to be a complete bastard again, um, which is what he has to be. Has to be. Sure. Otherwise, they lose him. They lose the impact of him um, and his character because he, you know, you don't see him wrestle very often. Irrelevant of the stuff they're doing with this program about I'm going to wrestle him clean. Well, maybe I might be a little bit naughty. The whole point is that he has someone for backup. A bit like, I know me and Sean talk about this often, now Spike in progress has got Bullet. He has to have that threatening backup. Because he's not physically right. opposed. Say he goes into the ring again against Wardlow. How the hell are they going to turn that one round? Which is a possible upcoming future world title match because I'm convinced he's going to win the belt at full gear because um, mm-hmm. Moxley needs time off and that's the principal reason I think that they're going to change the title at full gear because Moxley came back with the punk incident from three weeks vacation hasn't done it worked fair play I don't like Moxley's style uh, or his, his wrestling but he's worked hard for the company and and he's you know and he's due some time off you know so I yeah, think it's sure. where they go with it gentlemen I'm, I'm with you because I feel like this Will he, won't he, MJF face turn is becoming like a AEW plot device when they need something to do. They had a great promo battle between him and Regal. That's all you need yeah. to go into full gear was that. And they decided to come out last week and pour some average sauce on a great sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great analogy. 
It's a great analogy. Hey, that's more on you, Sean. That's really good. That's really good. Um, I I would not be against you know seeing seeing a potential babyface run out of MJF in in the future, but it, it it's not the time right now. Like he just came back. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm just gonna throw some at you guys, and it's a little bit left to center. Bear in mind with their current storylines, you've got the potential of the BCC imploding with the Danielson uh, Castagnoli storyline. What about Regal turns out to be the bait and switch and masterminds MJF to victory over Moxley turns heel? David, that would be great. That would be like Nick Bobwickle and Bobby DeRaheem join forces, and we could have uh, his generation of version of that too. You think about that. Yeah, it can also be the uh, uh, when Punk and Heyman were together uh, back in 2012, and that great dynamic, uh, uh, dynamic uh, uh, not too long ago. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. And then I would totally be for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I would as well. But you, I've just had that at the back of my mind going, hmm. Blackpool Combat Club have issues, allegedly, you know, and Regal spoke about this on his podcast this week in semi out of character. And I'm sat there watching it because I love Regal. You know, I love Regal. Yeah. And he, and t- he typically doesn't do that on his podcast. You know, he's, he's he, he typically doesn't do that on his podcast. He usually yeah. is, you know, out of kayfabe and just he talking, talking about, about this. Now. He was talking about this and some of the references that um, in that promo. And he said, do you know what? He said, some of them I remember, some of them I don't. He said I had hundreds of wrestlers emailing me all the time. And he said some of those replies I sent back to him sound sound like me, some of them don't. He said, and I'm thinking, hang on, hang on. My alarm, my, <laughs> my wrestling cynical alarm bell went off and I thought this is all part of a plot line because it is a very popular podcast now or vlog, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> You're the youngest, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's worth I'm the newbie out. here, so, yeah. Having, having spun that booking theory at you, just check out, there's a clip on YouTube. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but of him talking about the reaction that that promo segment got. And it's it's very interesting for maybe a plot line. Okay, so we get Regal and we get MJF. We still need an enforcer here. So, do we bring Claudio Castanelli along on the ride here? I don't know how he necessarily fits in, though. This, really. Now that I'm thinking about it. Constant, you're right. There should be an enforcer in there. Constant me, I feel like MJF needs to beat the hell out of this firm. The firm needs to go away. <laughs> and we need yeah, somebody new. Get your own material, Burkhead. <laughs> go away, and when you get there, go away some more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once a great man tell me that. Okay, gentlemen, sixth and final stunning question of the week. We are less than a week away from Crown Jewel. We are a week away from this amazing world title match between Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. How does the WWE get around this booking issue? Uh, you first, David. Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. You start <laughs> first on all of them, then you dump that on me. Now, um, it's got to be I mean, in theory... In theory, Roman should squash him. He's not going to. Um, I'm dreading it. I, I, I really am. I don't care if Paul's good. And now I love Roman even more after Friday night. The timing of um, the character break from Friday night, I think we're going to talk about that in a bit, made me love Roman even more. They've totally got the heel-face dynamic wrong with this match. I just hope it's quick and shenanigans sort it out. And I don't want to see a rematch. Mm-hmm. I totally see a squash in this too, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, say what you say about Logan Paul, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think this is gonna go that far anyway. So, you know, I feel like this should be no longer than like maybe ten minutes. Let Logan get a couple of good punches in, then Roman just gets pissed off and just goes to town on the guy, and we don't see Logan Paul until like WrestleMania season. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to see him at all, Sean? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure his contract's going Wouldn't to last through the next WrestleMania season because it's in Los Angeles. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see another Logan Paul sighting. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. As we're talking about the Paul <laughs> brothers here for a second, I know a lot of people are kind of excited that the other one, Jake, lasted with Andrew Silva. I'm like, guys, that was a boxing match. Can we see him try to survive a round in UFC with Silva, please? He, he, he's. He... It's Anderson Silva, an, an old guy. I mean, who gives a crap? Steady, Jay. Yeah. 
So, uh, no, 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 it's still the spider. It was boxing. It was taking Silla out of his normal element and putting him into a boxing match. Hey, like you know, I, Daniel Cormier called him out and called uh, Jake Paul out for an M, uh, for a mixed martial arts fight. I mean, <laughs> and then obviously you know Jake took the coward's way out. So <laughs> he knows he hasn't got. I mean, at least they've. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it amuses me how people buy into this. This. Um, this. I mean, they're thick guys, both of them, they're thick guys, and they're, they're clever, because they've made money out of nothing. Sure, they're uh, clever businessmen, sure. Yeah, yeah. no, no you know, um, but no, I'm, I'm, they're not getting a penny of mine, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. And I and I bought GC, GCW The World on, so, you know, yeah. that's, um, that, that's how little money they're getting out of me. Yeah, and Dana White's not giving a penny out to both either of them, and <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your studying six questions for this week. Before we go on to our preview of Crown Jewel, let's talk about the best thing in professional wrestling this past week. It was on SmackDown, and it was a talking segment as we saw the head of the table, Roman Reigns, address the elephant in the room. And gentlemen, are you all oozy? I am all oozy. <laughs> all the I'm freaking all way. Are you kidding me? Priceless moment. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew from Botchamain, he was rubbing his hands. He was like this. There's my next, there's my next uh, YouTube video just on that section alone. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just so happy that uh, Vince is not in control backstage <laughs> during this time. He, I'm pretty sure he would have been all off his off his mark and be pissed off uh, with, with these guys. But I mean, I'm I'm just so happy, to, like just so like relieved to see how natural these guys are. Uh, it, it's funny because I read an interview about ten days ago with Solo. Who was saying that, and and he was being asked, who, you know, you're in the bloodline now, and and he said the one person in the bloodline that's that's I, I am so grateful to be working with is is Sami Zayn because he's absolutely brilliant, not just his experiences of boss, but he's so funny, and he actually said before long he is so funny. It's only a matter of time before some of us actually corpse live. He said because that is the hardest thing to do when working with him is keep a straight face and stay in character. Now, obviously, they just broke on Friday because it is... I mean, I, Roman's reaction, Roman more than anything else, as much as Sammy is just like God for this, Roman's reaction was fantastic. Ad-lib, mm -hmm. worked with it, brought it in, didn't not acknowledge it because the crowd had heard it, the crowd were laughing yep. at it, and he, he even got a, a better laugh than Sammy did, and then they went back into character and went straight back into... What was in, in theory a serious moment and this bloodline potential bloodline split? Um, it was just perfect for me. You know, anyone who slags that off has got no heart. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I'm going to link that clip in the show notes. Let's go down to the show notes and hit the link. It'll take you right to the YouTube page to show you that great segment. It's worth watching over and over for a while. Yeah. How can people say after that that uh, Rampage is a better show than SmackDown uh, every week? Like, you know, <laughs> oh, no, you know, no, yeah. no, it's it, it's it, you're you're lying to yourself if you say that's the yeah, case every yeah, week. Great. I mean, SmackDown has has been tremendous, uh, you know, the past you know watching the past couple of weeks and trying to catch up with it. Uh, it's been a while, and you know, it's, you know, Rampage is lacking that you know good storytelling and star power. I mean, that's as simple as that. Star power, particularly Jake. I would say star power more than else. So we're going down this question here. The two problems with Rampage is 1A, like you said, the star pair. B, the time slot. Friday night at 10 p.m. is probably going to be the worst slot you can possibly get. I would literally try to shop that to a different day, maybe Thursday or... You can't have it Wednesday because you got Dynamite. So Thursday would be the I, other... I, I, maybe Saturday? You would put it on Saturday, I, maybe? I, I, I just think it... recording it with Dynamite, right? You think how Dynamite ended... With Moxley getting the hiding of his life, what opens Rampage? Moxley coming out yeah, fresh as a daisy, and everyone knows it's recorded. It's the same crowd. It's the same arena. You got the same people in the front row. You know, people aren't stupid. And I instantly looked at that and I went, "Huh?" But you know, and surely if you're in the audience as well, it's got to be like. I mean, I don't know. Well, here's here's uh, something that I do want to bring up. Uh, do you think? Do you think? Uh... AEW should have just stuck with uh, Dynamite as their as their main TV show. And uh, do you think it was too early for uh, AEW to uh, introduce a second TV show? No, but I just don't think they do it paddled off Dynamite. Mm. Because, you know, the crowd are going to be burnt out for a start. 
I know it's only an extra hour, but it obviously takes a recording. And it's obvious what they're doing. Just, you know, say have a 90-minute show from another arena. I, you know, I, I, there's got to be a way of doing it. They managed to do it with Dark. You know, even if they, out of American football season, just keep Daly's place for it. I, you know, I don't know. Is that saturation? But, you know, there were, there were men actually paid millions of dollars to make these decisions within that company. But what they're doing at the moment, not only is the time slot, which obviously I'll take Sean and yours word for it because it's the North American time slot. I'm sure that you're right. But it isn't working because it's being recorded off Dynamite. And that, for me, instantly turned me off because I'm thinking, hang on, Dynamite ended with Moxley getting a, a good art, you know, understandably in the storyline, etc., etc. Then, sure. then they start Dynamite with Moxley coming out fresh as a daisy. It's like, huh? How's that <laughs> yeah, they have no continuity. They need continuity between the two shows, really. Yeah, and Mark Henry, I want his job. <laughs> yeah. All he does, the... Once a week, they do a catchphrase. It's the easiest It's the easiest job in the world. I, I got to give it to him, man. <laughs> yeah. He... You can't, uh, you know. And where's the big show? Yeah, oh, yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time, too. <laughs> He's not even doing dark or elevation anymore. No. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead, let's have a look ahead as we preview Crown Jewel. What's on tap? The guys give you their picks on what you can't miss this week. And gentlemen, let's go ahead and talk about the first match, probably the match that we probably don't want to watch. It's Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for the WWE Unified World title. Gentlemen, try to explain to me how Logan Paul has a chance to hell to win this match. Do you have to ask? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and the story. Uh, right, Thirty right seconds. Yeah. Shenanigans. Hopefully, it's a squash. Move on, Sean. Okay. Uh, if it's yeah, I mean, if it's two minutes, it's still too long. So it better be okay. thirty seconds to thirty seconds to a minute. Okay. The match I probably would want to watch this show for is the next match I'm going to preview. It's the yeah. OC versus Judgment Day as we have AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows versus Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. And can you believe I'm saying we were looking forward to this match with Dominic Mysterio in the match? Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. But yeah, we are. There's two matches on this card I'm looking forward to, and this is one of them. Um, I'm not bothered who goes over either. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be hugely enjoyable. Um, And that's, you know, and to have the luxury of not wanting a particular result works for me. Anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world, I would say this is, should be the match that opens the show, but this is Saudi Arabia, so I don't have any idea what they would start with. They might start <laughs> with, let's, let's just pick out Omos versus um, Braun Strowman, as Braun Strowman has said that this is like Andre versus Hogan. No, Strowman, it's not. <laughs> uh, well, Andre versus Strowman. You, 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 you think you think Omos will uh will 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 uh, power slam Braun Strowman down to the this ground? This is my toilet. This is this is one of my lots of toilet breaks. Oh hello, Jake's gone. Somebody get Jake back. Years years down the road, Omos is going to be doing interviews where he says, oh, "You remember when I power slammed the eight hundred pound Braun Strowman?" The only uh. thing that can make this match. Oh, Jake's gone. Where's Jake gone? The only thing that can make this match worse. Is if Ryback turns up in the middle of it. <laughs> Seriously, think or, or, about that, lads, for a second. No, I'd rather rather be Skip Sheffield or uh, Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Right, as a wrestling fan, whenever we drive up, you call them freeways. We call up the motorway. Go up the motorway, and it's the M1 in England. Um, we do a we do a ride back joke as we're driving by Sheffield. Oh look, skip Sheffield. <laughs> okay, another match on this card is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, and I got a feeling Brock Lesnar is going to go over because this is Saudi Arabia. Even though I feel like Lashley is the better person to put over here, I kind of want to see this match because they're two big houses and they can go. I think this might be my match of the night, to be honest with you. Uh, what? I, I, I can't think it's going to be a good brawl, in, in, in my opinion. They could surprise. You show me they some of that Chicago me. beer. I want what you're on. I want a night out with Jake. I, yeah, I have too much beer last night. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give that. Oh, so. did you? Yeah. Oh, swine. Okay, let's see Sorry. if we can guess David's other match that he wants to see. 
maybe it could be Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre just for the fact that Scarlett's going to be there. <laughs> but this is Saudi Arabia, so it's probably going to tone down the Scarlett entrance. No, no, it's not the other one I want to see, sure. But thanks for trying. No, it's not the other one I want to see. It's a steel cage match with Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross, who's as green as a pepper tree. Um, if they get away with some dignity, I'll be grateful. But it's not. Again, it's another toilet break match for me. Karrion Cross is not. It's just not doing it for me at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't care what you do with him. Uh, I don't care how uh, like how much improvement he does. And it, it, in the ring, it, it just doesn't deliver. Uh, it's it's like just a modified version of the Fiend. Really, Drew's gonna have to carry him. <laughs> Drew really is gonna have to carry him. Yeah, Drew's gonna have to. Yeah, save really? him really. I really feel like his first run in the WWE kind of hurt him. Ugh. And there's not any way to save him in the WWE. I feel like he needs to go somewhere else, like New Japan or maybe... I would say I wouldn't even say AEW. He just needs to go back to the Indies for a while and come back. Let us forget yeah. him for a while, then he comes back. And then we're like, maybe, just maybe he can get over. But he's really just an entrance. Yeah. yeah. Same thing I feel about Baron Corbin, too, so... <laughs> okay, David. Let me try this again and see what other match you're going to enjoy. Oh, I know what it is. It's Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the women's title match, right? <laughs> you're you're really making him suffer, aren't you, Dave? Right. I tell you what, you're lucky we won the Cambridge Derby on Saturday, and I'm in a good mood. No, it's not Bianca <laughs> Belair versus Bailey for the umpteenth time. I'm really not looking forward to more hair being thrown around, which is a shame because uh, I'm not a fan. And if you listen to this show, I'm not a fan of Belair. Um, but she is a little bit more than... What What annoys me is it's just the hair gimmick, and I think there is more genuinely there. Bailey, yeah, Bailey, Bailey's proven. I've got no, Bailey should be the champion, but okay, then for whatever reason, they've, they've put it on Knoxville's finest, or second finest, because the, the finest is sat looking at me. Um, but no, it's not for me, and I don't really care. I, well, no, I do care about the result. I'd like to see Bailey win, but she'll you know, I feel like we got to a point where I really don't care about this match. And even if Bailey wins this title, they have done so little with damage control. You remember how hot they were when they came in like two months ago? And now they just feel like mid-card nothing. Like they did nothing with EO Sky. They, like, not, not a lot with EO Sky. Like, you know, I was really excited when she came back and didn't do much of her so far. So EO Shirai gets me high and then... But not, not, it didn't really help her a lot. So. <laughs> okay, so I feel like the only match left is probably the other match that David is looking forward to. It's the Usos versus the Browning Brutes, and we know that David's going to take the Browning Brutes, right? Well, in theory, yeah, but they ain't going to win. Obviously, they're not going to take the titles off the Usos. But I think this will be a very, very decent match as long as Rich Holland doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> I... Uh... Do you expect a, like, a lot of chops or uh, uh, a lot of fist arms? Or yeah, <laughs> fist a lot of forearms, a lot of European forearms. Pete, Dunnell, um, Pete England will uh, manipulate. Yeah, let's go basic. Let's go right back to the beginning. Pete England will rip some fingers apart. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I just love it. anything. That man is, is, is a modern-day he's a, he's a modern Nigel McGuinness for me, um, Pete England. Uh, Pete Dunn, sorry. Oh, Pete, yeah, yeah, but he's a modern day Nigel McGuinness for me, and I could watch him. Having seen him in some technical stuff over here in the UK prior to obviously him going over and, and becoming what he has done, um, he is a very, very technically gifted. And if people need to see that, he is superb. Mm. And I absolutely, genuinely love watching him. It's, it's one of those that I don't care as long as he gets about 10 or 15 minutes. I don't. I know the result. The Usos are going over, but it doesn't matter for me. Yeah, and he's an entertaining heel too. Like you know, even especially when he changes character to Butch. I mean, he it really served him well too. So, yeah, <laughs> props they to him. Picked up, they picked up on the Midlands, um, you know, uh, Shelby family gimmick, and I don't blame them. To be fair. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your preview of Crown Jewel. It's going to be a show where it might be two matches worth watching this Saturday afternoon, but nothing to go out of your way to watch. You can just watch it anytime on the WWE Network or Peacock. Ladies and gentlemen, please go over to Radio Free PW on Twitter. Give us a like, follow the show, 
Jake, where can we find you on this massive worldwide web that we call the internet? Uh, if you want to follow me on uh, Elon Musk's Twitter now, uh, you can follow me <laughs> at Jake Olinar. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I'm probably not probably zero percent chance uh, that i'm going to be verified uh now uh but uh, you can still follow me there at jake allenar instagram at jake allenar dot m p four find me at big duds at d brightly six on uh, the twitter thingy dubreferkin or david j brightly on facebook give me a hit up give me an ad i'm more than happy to um ruin your wrestling opinion for you in about 30 seconds um, there's not many like-minded people these days, and you two are two of them. I'm getting very, very bitter on social media with some wrestling fans at the moment. So, seeing you two and your lovely little faces over there in North America always lightens my day. And Cambridgeshire is blue. Amber Army, go home. Proper Derby, up the posh. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, don't... that Jake. Don't just. Cast that away like an old sock. Very important. Yes, this is a pro Petersburg posh podcast, Jake. Thank you, sure. Peterborough posh, okay. First, first derby in <laughs> 21 years. And uh, you look at some of the YouTube footage, it was not a day to take the family to the football. It was magnificent. I prefer motorsports. Condoning any form of violence at sports, obviously. I, I prefer motorsports, so uh, not not horses. So, go F one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to be like for the World Cup then? Speaking of the World Cup, ladies and gentlemen, in a few weeks, RPW World Sports will debut with our preview of the World Cup. So stay tuned for that. I can promise you, it will be highly entertaining. And until then, <laughs> just like the Hotel California, you can always check into our show, but you never leave. So stay stunning. Thank you so much. Stay stunning and fuck the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.